0: Yeah, right there. <laughs> No. This is that? One, two, three
1: Yeah, hey there, Sharon Padrina. This isn't the first time we've heard of an amusement park trying to take, take steps to rein in bad behavior. Remember, earlier this year, Knott's Berry Farm instituted a chaperone policy to try to rein in the bad behavior of some young people. Well, in Disney's case, they're also trying to rein in some bad behavior, but some of the bad behavior they're trying to target involves the so called grown ups. When brawls or dust-ups happen at a Disney theme park, like this one at Disney World earlier this year, they tend to get a little more attention than fights at non-Disney sites. Disney parks, after all, are supposed to be happy places. But as we saw in this fight at Disneyland in 2019, things do sometimes go awry. And maybe Disneyland is now subtly putting its foot down by updating its Things You Should Know Before You Go webpage. There, the park recently added a new section about courtesy, saying, We ask all who come to this happy place to treat others with respect, kindness, and compassion. The new section links to a more detailed pre-existing policy page that says, Please show common courtesy to fellow guests and our cast members by not using profanity or engaging in unsafe, illegal, disruptive, or offensive behavior, jumping lines, or saving places in lines for others. The Orange County Register says Disney World also updated its courtesy advisory with a warning that guests could be asked to leave if they don't abide by the park's standards. Now, according to Anaheim police, a lot of the incidents at the park are handled internally by Disneyland security. We wanted to ask Disneyland whether or not they've seen an uptick in fights in those kinds of incidents. However, Disneyland said it didn't have a comment that that new advisory it put on its website speaks for itself. For now, reporting live here in Anaheim, I'm Chip Yost, KTLA 5 News.
2: All right. So before we jump into those videos, for people who are listening to this later on and audio only and are not watching this on Facebook Live, uh, there were two separate videos that just played. And the first one was a massive fist fight at Six Flags Great Adventure. And the second one was a news report from Disneyland. We have a lot we could talk about on those two videos. So I'm going to hold that for now. <laughs> And we'll kick off. Hello, welcome to episode number 20 of Some Great Adventures, the podcast where all friends who met and worked at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey, chat about our days in the park. As usual, our podcast is made possible by our friends at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. We're recording via Facebook Live, so the video version is always available on our Facebook page after the podcast ends. And the audio version will be up on all podcast platforms in a few days. I am Steve Hicks, and my co-host for the day is...
3: Andy Olay, just me. So normally,
2: we have Chris Peluso, <laughs> we have Scott Loudon, but just like the old days in the park, we're left to do all the heavy lifting this right. week. So, um, Scott actually has a, a thing going on with his family, so we hope everything turns out okay. And uh, Chris actually has no heat today, so he is uh, trying to deal with that issue. Um, we do have two guest hosts here, so uh, we will jump into that in two seconds and introduce those. Um, what, what, what I would like to say though, is that those videos, if you're on audio only go back and look at the videos on the Facebook page of this podcast, because this is all about security and those videos open a whole lot of stuff about the state of security and amusement parks. Um, our two, uh, guests for the day are Brandy Hillagas. Brandy, how are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. And Dennis Jordan. Dennis, how are you?
4: How you doing? Pleasure Excellent.
2: to be here. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, all right, let's jump into these videos. So here's, here's a question for you guys. In the first video where this, there's the fist fight at Six Flags, we have two former security officers here. When I watched that video, the thing that killed me is that there's two blue shirts and at least one white shirt. And they're right in the middle of the fight. And all they're doing is watching and letting it go and letting it go and just stepping away when someone swings. When you guys were in the park, was that standard protocol, let them fight like gladiators until the fight is over? Or did you step in and do something to try to stop it or maybe prevent it from expanding like we just saw? What what did you guys do? Like, what, how, how did that work?
5: Go ahead, Dennis. I'll let you take this one
4: first. <laughs> I, I was actually involved in one of these in uh, nine, summer 99. Um, unfortunately, it was them versus us, not them versus them. Um, so, um, I was, I was, I was, I was screaming 999 nine, nine a few times on the radio, but I also, but then I'm like, why is no one responding? Oh yeah. Cause I'm the one continually hitting the button, screaming 999. Nine, nine, so no one can get through <laughs> because, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where like, you know, is it, is this happening? You see a lot of do that. You can't do that. he's not a lot do that. Is he, He can't do that because you, <laughs> you, you never see, like you, you never think of it happening. And then also of a sudden, like, oh my God, I'm in a brawl. So what do I do? I step back yell 999 and uh and uh in that brawl all the white shirts kind of like they were really getting into it and yeah. me and like kabooshes a we were just like should we jump in not look at their like own their own let's just kind of like you know don't get me wrong like you know if like you know let's just say he held his own they held their own pretty well so i was, we were like okay we don't need to jump in here yeah. so i i you know i kind of just i kind of dusted i wrote the report so that was really my 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 my, my, my main contribution to that but i didn't involved in that but yeah like when yeah when they're when they're fighting each other you just they'll tire themselves out eventually <laughs> yeah they got you got to uh you gotta step in but um but the one the one white shirt uh sean i'm not gonna mention the last name but um it was like he's got this under control guys let's back up right let's right and he did his work so you know what what was i gonna do like impede his progress <sighs> no yeah, i just God. backed him up and let it happen <laughs> that was my experience.
5: Any of the uh, any of the the twenty two A's, or well, I guess is what you guys know, our radio comes mm-hmm. to. Yeah. yeah. So uh, most of the time, the white shirts are the ones that would be hand on hand. You know, right, they would be right. the ones. Because back then, in the in the night I was there in the nineties. They they were carrying cuffs. You know, okay. you had get cuffs uh, trained and certified right, and right. what have you. And it, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dennis, but I'm pretty sure it was just the white shirts right. who had cuffs. Um but yeah, they did that. Um, I don't remember when the the cuff stopped, but they they were allowed to cuff, and they were the ones that mainly did the breakups. You know, we you guys didn't have anything else
2: though, right? Like there, you guys never had anything like. There's no tear gas or a billy club or anything like that. Like you guys yeah. had no actual defensive like. And you one person yeah. who carried it.
4: That's all I'll say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's weird though because it's funny. Like when I first watched the video, I'm thinking back to honestly, I don't I. The whole time I worked there, I only remember like two 999s that I even attended. And otherwise, I don't think I've even seen fights that I can remember while I worked there. Now, it's funny. As a guest, as a kid, I remember actually seeing fights. But as an adult working there, I don't. And the two that I was, the 2999s, I recall, um, one, I got actively involved in. And that was just exactly like mm-hmm. you said, Dennis. That was a brawl where everybody, as they stepped in, it was in game square. And it was like half of Game Square fighting, and they were just fighting anyone that stepped in. Didn't matter if you were, but if you were actual great adventure employee, you were double target points. They were just going for you even more, you know? But they were fighting anyone, like other guests. And yeah, everything.
4: It's like the we roadhouse, but not as close. Yeah,
2: exactly. So it was just a brawl, and that was super fun because I just got to punch people without getting in any trouble. And I was like, you know, it was all and I mean these were violent people, so I did not feel any mercy for anyone I punched, you know. It was- too was everybody was involved every well yeah Jerry Jordan was like yeah. Frankenstein size too so he's fun when he gets involved you know but um the other one was exactly like you were saying by the time i got there there were already like 10 white shirts just brawling like it and a few blue shirts involved but mostly it was all of the supervisors from the other departments and the blue shirts just standing there in a circle watching and it was like, we almost formed a do do circle just so they can finish their shit. You know what I mean? And nobody got involved. Everyone just stayed out except for the white shirts, who exactly, like you said, took care of freaking business. And then we all laughed and walked away, you
4: know? Yeah, blue shirts, we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're somewhere from college. Most of us, we're just like, you know, for who, for what? I mean, what, yeah. why even do this? Yeah. yeah. White shirts right are too. the ones who are like trying to become for police officers for the most part. And, uh, and I know, if, I know a few who did and uh, some good people.
5: Yeah, a lot so, of the guys and girls that, uh, I yeah, worked with, um, my time, you know, uh, most, I would say about 90% of them all went into law enforcement that I personally knew. They all went into some, for, uh, some form of law enforcement from the, park. It was the Yeah,
4: police who I worked with at Six Flags uh, that I know of. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I I knew it's funny. I don't even remember who they were, but I remember that was a common theme that people that I would meet in security would say the only reason they're doing that is for the experience for a resume. That was literally it. They were just like, I want to be able to say I worked in security at least at a park or somewhere. And it's funny because I I remember a few of them and Jesus, it's so far that I literally can't remember their names. Um, There were a few that were not only working security there, they were working security at concert venues outside of Six Flags too. So they
4: were trying to double yeah, yeah, the 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 cruise. Yeah, Special 2s and Special 1s, I think they were called, yeah. Yeah, When you think
3: about it, like Six Flags Security was probably like the largest or one of the largest private security forces in the whole state. True. Outside maybe the casinos.
2: Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, The second video, I literally just put that news report there to prove that it ain't just Six Flags. (laughs) Just because the Mighty Mouse has, you know, all the money – People fight there too. And it's funny because if you just do a lookup of, you know, Disneyland, Disney World fights, there are some brutal ass fights. I mean, that one we were watching was pretty brutal. You know what also struck me, which it, it just boggles my mind? Both of those fights were dudes fighting, like punching chicks in the face.
4: I I'm know just, that in a video what that video. I did a double take and said, all right, you know, I'm sure she said something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, but it's so like, Normally, you don't see that, and when you do, you see a bunch of people just beat the hell out of that dude, but in those fights, it was like a lot of just dudes beating on chicks in an amusement park, which just boggled my mind. That's not even something I would comprehend, you know what I mean? Like,
4: And you'd think the chicks have a brother or a friend or a boyfriend to back them up. It's like, nah, nah, she could take care of herself.
2: And well, hey, a come- couple of them looked like they were going to beat those dudes' asses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it looked like they picked the wrong fight with the wrong girl, you know?
4: <laughs> <laughs> they're like, once they throw a first punch, I think they're like, oh
2: very true very true all right those videos are fun though man um and i i again to anyone listening if you just want to get lost in a rabbit hole of of what the fuck am i watching literally look up amusement park fight videos that's all you have to search on youtube or google and you will just be like you'll go down a rabbit hole of just like i cannot believe this is like this is insane this can't actually happen especially if you work there like there's just ones where you're just like how did this ever go like actually happen it's not a know? 60
4: year old at the waffle cone stand watching this happen in front of you or something like, yeah. And they're like, what do I do?
5: Exactly. <laughs> well, thankfully for us, though, back then, they didn't have cell phone cameras, you know? Yeah, so, I know. You know, All the right. stuff. Yeah, that's open. what I was oh, thinking. Yeah. But there, there's no Plenty of
3: crazy stuff. Just there's no, no one ever uh, recorded
5: it. Recording. Well,
2: it's stuff, funny. You know? So that's one of the reasons we do this podcast, because in reality, there's there's at this point, some of these stories like, you know, all the stuff we talk about, there's no, for the most part, there's almost no video footage of anything. Like it's all stories that will just go away. Like now in the modern day, anything anyone talks about in the last like 10 years, you could find a video of it. Like, it's almost like if anyone's like that person did that, you can literally Google it and be like, oh yeah, they did. Look, there's a video, you know what I mean? But back in our days, all this stuff is just, it's gone. You know what I mean? Like it's gone.
3: But I do remember, Steve, you know, not so many giant brawls, but lots of fights because we were so close to the arena. So concert nights, oh, okay. you'd have like 75% of the park crowd like in one little section of the park for two hours. And, yeah, you know, we saw a lot of fights outside the arena.
2: Yeah, I didn't think about that. You're right. When we were 120 soups, we did see a ton of fights there because of concerts. That's absolutely true. Yeah.
3: And the true. largest security presence I ever remember there was uh, New Kids on the Block concert.
2: Yep, where I I, I I was working as a concert tech and got my fucking leg bashed in by people because we formed a human chain in front of the barricade in front of the stage, which was the stupidest thing ever to do. I don't know why they thought that was going to prevent anyone from getting through us to get over the barricade. All they did was leap on us, pummel us, and then try to go over the barricade. It was so fucking dumb. So, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, all right. Well, we like to have our guests tell us about their GA career. So we'll kick off, ladies, first with Brandy. Uh, when did you start at GA? What departments and musicians did you have? When did you leave? Why did you leave?
5: Oh, man. So I've been <laughs> racking my brain trying to figure this out. All right. So <laughs> let's see. I believe I started the park in 94, 94, 95. And I started in rides. I worked rides uh, for two years in 140. I was mainly the big wheel operator, got leave for that. Uh, Not that that's a big thing, but whatever. So worked in in rides. And then uh, 96, I believe, was my last season in rides. And went to security. 97 through, I think 2006 was my last year. Although I took some seasons off, um, I actually turned in my Six Flags badge for a real badge. Went for uh, dispatch for Monmouth County um, Sheriff's Department. And then I also dispatched for Highlands Police Department. And then finished college and went back to the park for one last year uh, in 06. And at that time, I was studying to be a uh, crime scene investigator and uh, accident reconstruction. Okay. But uh, state police was on hiring freeze in 06 sir 07. So I opened the paper and started working for Geico as an auto damage adjuster. Okay. So I did that. So I wrote, you know, accident claims for them. And that was the end of that. And then I had kids. So here I am.
2: <laughs> so but that, that still proves that you're one of those rare people, though, that that even though you didn't even though it may not have been your intention, you still used security still helped you with a path to get into. Oh,
5: for sure. I mean, other I would, jobs. yeah, I mean, I knew um, I had wanted to go into law enforcement. So going into security was something that I had wanted to do for the the resume. Yeah. Uh, they they, you know, teach you how to write reports, uh, car accidents, you know, big thing was writing car, which we really didn't have a lot of MBAs, right. but you know, a couple in my right. time. Um, but yeah, you know, just learning the ins and outs of because that they were, I mean, back then, you know, people security was always a joke, I guess, to everybody, you know, oh, you think you're this, you think you're that. But in the reality of it back then, I mean, we had some good guys, you know, we had, we had good training I, yeah. I, it, it, as for a security officer in a theme park. I felt that we had pretty good training as far as what we learned. And a lot of it was, if I remember correctly, it was uh, like state police regimented. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the training, I won't say is the same as state police, but we had briefing every morning. We had to write our own reports. Uh, we had a motor uh, unit. You know, crowd control. Uh, we did a lot of things, and we worked closely with JPD, Jackson Police Department. Right. Um, so yeah, you learn a lot, believe right. it or not. You know, if you really cared about your job well, and wanted to go places, <laughs> you you learned a lot.
2: It's funny because I don't I don't think like Andy. You you tell me. So we're outside security people. We never worked security. We worked with them. We never worked them. We worked with them a lot more. I'd say probably when we went into games because of undercover security and all that. Um, And we've just fired so many goddamn people in games for stealing, you know, but um, in rides, we really didn't work with them as much. And it's funny because I don't think we ever had, I never had a bad opinion of security in any way, but I will say, and I don't know if we've ever said this to you and I don't know if we ever, we had to have because we hung out so much back then, but during your period of your time when you were in security you were like one of those people nicknamed as a security bunny, which was a joke of a Playboy bunny because it's where people were like, They're just hiring them because they're cute and they're going to put them on crowd control and they're just going to sit at major ride lines. And back then they had the lifeguard chairs, yeah. and it was true because back when we were in like 160 and 120, there would literally be like one female security guard that would basically be sitting at like the rapids line, It'd be one sitting at you know, like screen machine, screen machine. yeah, and and so. You know, it became almost a joke that like, you know, you guys weren't real security. You guys were just crowd control security and you really only handled line cutting and heat exhaustion. And that's it. That's the only time I ever heard anyone kind of negatively, negatively refer to security during our time. And even then, I don't think it was meant so much as a negative. It was more meant like where they were like, what's the little 60-pound pretty girl going to do when someone literally starts cutting the line and the guy's 95, you know, 100 feet tall? What's going to happen here? I think that was the mentality of it. But um, otherwise, I don't think – I mean, I know personally – I was always happy about security because anytime someone gave me shit and I called security over, they always backed me up and they always kicked that fucker out of the bar <laughs> or they always like, you know, if there was a fight, they were there. They were there to, to take care of business. It wasn't like I, n- I never had an issue. I never thought bad. What about you, Andy?
3: No, no. Security was fun. They never messed with the employees or anything. Yeah, They were Well, you unless you had, we had, had to work off. All- unless had a yeah. Although, you had know, to share. Although, well, I did think- I take that back. I did get written up by security one time for an, an incident in the parking lot, but maybe you know, a I little did.
2: driving incident. Maybe? I
3: probably deserved it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That I will say that is the only time security did fuck with us, and it was always valid. Like we never wanted to admit it at the time, but it was because we were driving like assholes and company vehicles in the parking lot and we get caught. Like that's what
5: it was, you know. So I wouldn't say the employees gave us a hard time. It was it was the guests, obviously. They obviously they're gonna give anybody in uniform a hard time when it comes to you know any type of law enforcement when you're dealing with those types of people, yep. they're not going to be happy to see you anyway. I was called all kinds of things. But you got to have a tough skin, you know, oh, yeah. as a girl, really, um, you gotta really kind of show yourself and, you know, prove that you're not going to back down and in front of these, you know, six foot six, you yep. know, 300 pound, you know, what are you going to do about it yep. kind of thing? Or, yep. you know, calling you a little lady ranger and that, you know, because yep. we had those hats back then. Yeah. Those yep. little yep. ranger hats. Yeah. Oh my
2: God. I forgot so, about the ranger. All right. So let's talk about the uniform for a second. So so I also noticed We posted a video a few weeks ago that was uh, basically a white shirt and a blue shirt and a a guy who clearly was refusing to take shit out of his pocket to put it in the thing and he wanted to go on a ride. And he just thought he was going to talk his way into them being like, okay, you're right. You can bring your cell phone on a ride. And it it just made me crack up because I was like, it's so typical of what we dealt with every day, even back then. And now that they absolutely have this rule, we're like, rent a locker or give it to a friend. You can't bring anything in your pockets, no keys, no phones. It must be a hundred times worse. And that video shows it. It's exactly that. But what stunned me a little bit, and maybe this is just me being old, not remembering shit, right? I always remember security in our day being treated exactly like supervisors. You could not wear shorts. Didn't matter if you were a blue shirt or white shirt. You had long pants. You had a uniform. Uniform had to be on and be crisp. I always remember that was the look. And all the videos I'm bringing up now, which are more modern, all the white shirts are still in long pants, but all the blue shirts are wearing shorts. They have little vests on. Did you guys ever wear shorts? Yeah. I don't remember shorts. Yeah. Shorts weren't allowed back then, right? Yeah, I didn't think so. It looked really unprofessional. Like, even that fight video we just watched, I'm watching and all a couple of the blue shirts are all in shorts. And I'm like, I, for a few minutes, I just thought there were regular people in like the fight until so I realized, oh, no, I could see under their vest, they're actually the security people, which is a little weird. And those hats, like, oh my we god those exactly hats the were worse the white the
4: shirts, except we're blue, we looked exactly the same as the white shirts pants shirts that we were blue they're white that was the only that's that what the, i remember
2: that's exactly i remember the,
4: the african safari hat that we used to write
2: <laughs> which is great because now i have to look that one up because i forgot about that fucking hat that's a if you ever saw
4: a security one. talking to someone and they took their hat off odds are they're talking to a cute girl because you always wanted to be like this take that off so they can see your hair like yeah you know scratching <laughs> like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you put it back on. Sometimes you just put it back on. You yeah, yeah, it So, yeah, whenever the hat was removed, yeah, we were talking
2: to someone we wanted to,
4: like, gotcha. I don't know, hey, we have a full head of hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, wait a minute. So while we're talking about uniforms, let's jump back to Brandy's rides days. You oh, were 140. God.
5: Can we not? You were
2: 140. Yeah. So you wore the purple Fantasy Forest outfit, didn't you? The yeah. worst outfit in all of Six Flags history, in my opinion. The purple horrible looking frilly oh
5: purple or pink i think it was pink which makes it even worse
2: my memory says know. purple but either way I pink wasn't good either oh i i, 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 like I know that. i have a picture of you in that uniform somewhere too i know i do so oh, that was the worst. that's great
5: <laughs> i'll take that security uniform over that little fairy uniform any day of the week yeah
2: that anyway. was a really bad uniform you yeah. sounded like you think there's a worse uniform dennis
4: Yeah, when I started in the park, I was in games, and um, I was uh, in games in old country.
2: Oh,
0: yeah.
2: I will believe believe
4: it.
0: I think those are the worst.
2: (laughs) Here's the deal, though. Those at least, if you worked in that area with the theming, you didn't totally look out of place. There's just was horrible it was like it just didn't make any sense it, it so literally looked like a bad seaside type of thing like it was right. not something great Adventure should add and it was a theming thing but it was badly themed it was really yeah
3: bad. so you get like hired into rides you think like, oh pretty cool i got rides and they're like oh bumper cars that sounds awesome And you get there and then they hand you that uniform <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then it's funny because then everybody in the West is in these kind of cool Western ones, and they're all just like,
5: ha, 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 you know, <laughs> <laughs> laughing as you walk by, you know. Even rabbits had <laughs> cool ones. Oh was, yeah, that was the good thing about going over to, to Skull Mountain, though. Right. And when we went to, I think at first, if I remember correctly, it was like a a checkered a red and white checkered yeah. it was like a picnic table type of thing yeah but then they changed it and they changed it into the, like a safari outfit yeah. if i remember yeah yeah so yeah. that was the good thing about going over to skull mountain the ride sucked itself but whatever i mean it, you know
2: yeah i've been on the hunt me and andy when, when we were before we were soups we were all just like ronald mcdonald pinstripe remember red and blue pinstripe on a white shirt and it was like
0: yeah, er- was everybody had
2: right? it yeah everybody had, and we had blue pants and if you wore mm-hmm. shorts you got red shorts and those actually were okay for the time. I mean, they now looking at them, you feel like you're looking at somebody from the Partridge Family era. You know what I mean? Like it looks so it would not look in place in this day and age. But back then, I was fine. Those are fine. I can't find those at all, though. I've tried to find. You guys the long, who wore the shorts? Anyway.
3: We didn't yeah. wear the
2: shorts. Oh my god, it's 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 insane! <laughs> you can't find a single one of those outfits anywhere. I'm like, I would love to just find one, you know. <laughs> so, um. All right, so you, Brandy, also attended a ton. You were a regular at the Beach House and the Howl House parties. Oh, yeah. Any good stories you remember about those that you can tell?
5: (laughs) I think there was just too much alcohol involved, really. I don't know. Um, God, good party. (laughs) Good party? Don't remember a thing. Good party. Good party. Um, No, there was just – I mean, see, uh, so – because I started in rides, I I had more of a, I guess, friendship connection with the rides people. So yeah, yeah, that was Steve, me too. Me too. Um, who else was it, it? Was you? It was uh Steve, uh, John, and Kevin and brothers. Yeah, Kevin, um, yeah. Who was who? Uh, uh, Gary,
2: Gary uh, Van Dram. Yep. Yeah,
5: yeah, Scott. Uh, so all those guys. I don't know that Scott was at the party. I think that was before Scott's time.
2: No, Maybe. Scott. No. Was Scott. He there? Anytime we had parties, Scott was at the parties. Yeah.
5: I don't yeah. you know again I don't remember a lot of it but uh you know we had good he Steve threw some good theme parties. I remember oh, yeah. pajama parties doing you know shots out of egg plastic eggs or yep. something I, I The Halloween know. parties. Um, yeah. the Halloween parties the dress up. I think the one of the last ones I think I went to was uh, a New Year it was like a formal New Year's mm-hmm. New Year's. Eve. We did
2: that too. Yeah. yeah.
5: So that was but Steve threw some good parties I have to say from what I can remember. Um security I think I went to one or two and I don't remember anything. I have one photo and that's of me sitting at a table, round table outside. And I had one person on each side of me holding each arm just so I could take the like, hold sitting. I mean, I was conscious. I was laughing, <laughs> but, but you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, th- again, there, there wasn't really a lot of things like no photos or anything taken back then. You right. know, you didn't really think about taking your camera to these parties for the most part, you know, everybody was just drinking Underage and having a good time. Yeah, I mean you go to work the next day.
2: It's funny because part of me wishes there were more photos,
5: like, yeah.
2: um, and part of me is so happy there's not more photos. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not sure which is the better evil here. You know, like as an older person, I love when I find photos of us doing stuff, and then as a, you know, as a older person that's smarter, I'm like, uh, half the stuff that we could have been photo doing, we probably don't ever want. So yeah, you I know. do remember an after
5: party though. Um, I do remember well not an after party but going to work after a party uh in security right I was in security at the time and we were standing in briefing um so the, the two i guess day shift i guess corporal or whatever whatever they i don't remember their titles but they'd stand up there and we'd all in our blue shirts stand at the bottom of the security stairs and in, in our lines yeah they check your uniform and make sure you know everything is good or whatever and they tell you about what's going on for the day and they where you're gonna where you're gonna go and all that so I'm standing there, and um, I just I passed out in line in in briefing. I just next thing you knew, I was on the floor. And uh, Kevin, do you remember Kevin? I don't want to say any last Kevin B. Supervisor.
3: Yeah, big Kevin. Yeah.
5: Kevin, no, not no. no. There were a couple Kevin. Uh, I don't oh. know. You can't really say last names on here, can you? No, you can. I mean, Ballinger. Well, do you remember? Yeah, Kevin Ballinger. You can say last names. Yes, yes. Okay, so I woke up to him. You know, he was a supervisor. I woke up to him being like, "Are you okay?" You know, I had no idea what happened. Yeah. So they took me in, you know, first aid, whatever, and I'm sitting there, and then, I'm like, they're like, "What's going on?" I was like, "I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, you know." Well, and then I passed out again. But I can't remember I, for the life of me. I can't remember if I went home that day or if I continued working for the for my shift. What I was say, it from? like? Heat exhaustion? I don't know. No, it was two in the morning. It was it like eight o'clock in the morning. What's that?
4: We had to have sent you home, I think. That Maybe. Was. Yeah.
5: Although in Rides, it had happened in rides when I worked at Skull Mountain. You might remember that. I, I don't remember who was the supervisor on at the time, but I had gone to the beach the day before, fell asleep on the beach, went to work the next day with um like uh burns. Huge burns. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like what are they second degree? Second yeah, degree, yeah. like blisters, you know, yeah. all on my back. And I was doing height checks at Skull Mountain. And I remember talking to a guest and I was just kind of like leaning on the height stick. You know, we had those metal height sticks back then. I'm just leaning on it and wound up on the ground. I passed out. Yeah. And then that, that was just from being out in the sun, just heat exhaustion. And uh, I continued my shift. I went to first aid, put some aloe and some uh, gauze around the bandit waistband of the uniform. And I worked a full shift for the rest of that day. So I can't really recall if I went home. Um, the day I passed out at security, but those are the only two times in my life that I ever passed out, and both were on Six Flags property during Six Flags time.
2: That's funny. It's crazy. I've never passed out I <laughs> at know, the well, park it,
5: ever. But you know, we worked. We worked <laughs> at
2: the park heat. at the parties <laughs> at the park.
5: <laughs> no, see, I never passed out at the parties. It was always the day after at
0: work. You know, no, it wasn't
5: always. Um, but yeah, no, we worked in, in heat waves and stuff like that. We had no shorts options. I mean, those things were polyester. Like, oh things. yeah. Oh, police no. uniform, we you know? I yeah. mean, it was we were putting buckets in those hats. You know, I put bags of ice. You know, yeah. oh, I remember over by Batman that little um a little concessionary mm-hmm. by Batman. There, we'd go in there and throw some ice in our hats and flip it up right, the top right, of our right. Heads. And yeah, it was it was hot, man. In those uniforms. Oh yeah. No well, shorts, I mean,
2: shorts. we were, and it's funny because you we were talking before this. So you guys were under the same thing rule that we were. we like, if we had a ride breakdown, we were not supposed to ever run to it. We were supposed to just walk as fast as you can, but not run because you didn't want the guests to see you running. You know what I mean? It caused a panic because, you know, the new supervisors would just run. And as soon as they ran, every guest is like, oh, something's going on. Something's broken. Oh, And then it's like you're creating a wave of people watching yep. you in the wake of your run, you know, all the way to the breakdown. And uh, you guys weren't allowed to do that either. You guys had to kind of do the fast walk too, right?
4: As if I was going to run for anybody. Come on.
2: <laughs> well, you're a little, it's funny. You're a little different because yours is like, all right. I mean, if I run, how much is really going to happen before I get there anyway? And there's other people going there too. So ours is like, until we got there, they're just stuck on that ride. There's nothing going to happen. They're just stuck on that ride. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, yeah. it's a little different,
5: you
4: know? <laughs> I kind think of the times I ran in security, maybe twice.
2: I ran.
5: Yeah, me too. I think I've only <laughs> ran
4: twice. One, I, was a, in the I was a motor car. unit a lot of times. So I picked up speed in the car like a, a couple
2: times. That was not yeah. for me. <laughs> the only time we were, we got away with running and no one would say shit is power failures because power failures, the whole park already was like, what's going on? And nobody cared. Like you can run because the whole park is just looking around going, eh, you know? So we always got away with that. Um, Anything else you have from rides? You have it like, did, did any, inter- I mean, you worked, what did you work in? What were your rides that you worked? You were, you were a big wheel brandy for a while, well, right? Yes, I
5: was for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And I was pretty much certified in all the rides. I did big wheel mostly, uh, certified in all the rides in 140. Right. Um, so I did big wheel mostly. I did cables. Um, I, I did, remember, I liked cables. Yeah. Cables was fun. Uh, skull mountain. I worked fantasy fling. Uh, oh. I don't think I ever worked buccaneer. I was trained for it, but never worked it. Uh, The swings, what were they called? The flying flying wave. wave, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all we had uh, back then in 140.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, bumper cars. I don't
5: think did we. You might, you might not have at your time because
2: they weren't there the whole time. They might have already been gone. I was
5: gone gone before that, but um, yeah, the last, the last ride I worked there was was Skull Mountain. I want to say I went over to. I feel like I was at Batman for something. I don't know if I was training for Batman or if it was a call for security. It's definitely calls for security at Batman, but I, right. I, I don't, I just remember being on the platform a lot. Gotcha. I don't remember. Full gotcha. lot. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I worked there. I did at BBL, which of course I think everybody has their time in BBL. Oh, yeah. I did BBL.
2: Oh yeah. Whether you like it or not.
5: <laughs> yeah. So I was one of those little BBL people who, yeah, had to go when I was told by this one most of the time. I did Don't blame me. I did get written up, <laughs> <time. laughs> up one time in my in my career. I was think it six flags. Was no, okay. it okay? It was Kathy. Oh, well there you go. So I got written up, uh Kathy and I was, I I don't remember if I was um a lead at the time or if I it was before I got promoted, but Kathy and I were walking. Behind so so behind the big wheel, if you remember, there was that big Toshiba sign.
3: Mm-hmm. I even
5: remember the name of the company that mm-hmm. it was. That way. It's big yellow Toshiba sign behind, and so uh, Kathy and I were walking. I don't know, it's whatever. And I hit. I walked. I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. I hit my head in between the, the sign, and she actually wrote me up for that. She was with me. I'm <laughs> pretty sure she was there, who was with me, and I got written up for it because it wasn't safe. I was, I was not abiding by safety precautions. I'm like, you could have said something to me like, Hey, you're going to hit the sign or, you know, or something like that. But no, I, I that that was the only time, uh, I ever got written up in my days in the park, even in security. I just never I was one of the good girls. So I guess
2: that's, that's actually one. really good.
5: I know. I mean, I, you know, how like many years?
2: it's, it's hysterical. We, we had a, we had a poker game this last Friday night and it was just like a one table, small group, but it was all pretty much XGA people. And, um, I invited an older, so it's funny because you think everybody knows each other, but then you start realizing that when you, if you work there for like 10 years, there's like, everybody knows each other by season. So it's like, you know, me and Andy were there when we were like 15 year olds working in rides in one twenty. but the people we knew at that time don't necessarily know the people when we were working in like 97, you know what I mean? Like that was like 85, you know? So it's like. You realize, oh, you just assume now that we're it's like you know thirty years later everybody knows each other, but then you start realizing now nah, they probably don't, and it cracked me up because somebody was like, I'm like, hey, I invited this person to the game, I think some of you know, and somebody's like, didn't you fire him? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, but if I did, I'm still friends. I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know. I fired so many people, and I, I'm friends with half of them. I have no idea because. I, I made it very clear if you got fired, you got fired because of something you did, not because of me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, all right, Dennis, uh, what about you? When did you start at GA? Tell us about the departments you worked in, positions. Uh, when and why did you leave? Oh, hold on, Dennis. Before uh-huh. – we got a guest host back. Look at this,
6: Oh, I can use security, man. This is a good theme. There was a guy here trying to take 8K from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
6: He's Holy. like, you want to be warm, 8K? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, no. I'm coming to you from frozen Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> good that to is. see
2: you, Chris. Good to see you. Good to be All here. Right. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Uh Brandy just just uh <laughs> Brandy just went through her history at Six Flags and we're nice. jumping over into uh Dennis's. Cool, cool. Sounds good.
4: All right. Um well as, as I said, I started in 19 Games in 96. Um, like Old Country Games. Um mm-hmm. uh I the uh, I worked the milk can game in Old Country by the bumper oh, car. you and- bought
2: the money, you made the money, and not really in old country milk can eh. <laughs> you know I, learned
4: to, I learned to juggle to this day. I can still juggle, like I really? can still do to four balls. But what are you gonna do? You're sitting there, you're bored, there's a bunch of balls around you, no cans. You know, we, we, we all taught ourselves how to juggle. We'd like do juggle. we practice juggling tricks because what are you gonna do? So to this day, I can juggle up to four balls. Um, back then, I could go like five, but. I can't that's do that. awesome Learned <laughs> how to beat the game the key is backspin that's how you that's how you, that's how you win those milk can games you Just backspin hit it right in I would go to Seaside I'd win a lot of uh, a lot of stuffed animals
2: Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we talked about that so so Andy was a games full-timer I was a games full-timer Paluso, you were a games full-timer yeah. Scott I brought him over his last year and he was a game supervisor and all of us when we got trained we had to learn every stand but we only had to learn it for like we had—I mean—I don't know about all of you guys. I think Andy, you did because I think you had the same training. But we had to go in each stand and work it for like an hour, so that we we literally watched—you know—understood how it worked. But I remember, um, and I think her name was Felicia. Andy was the one that was walking me around and training me when I first got hired as a game's full timer. Who was a really good supervisor, like really. Yeah, Felicia
3: new. was really cool.
2: Yeah, so I think it was hardcore, her. hardcore Felicia. Yeah, yes, and but she was the one that knew how to do how to win every game. So not only did she walk me over and be like, okay, this is this is how this works, blah blah. blah. Here's how you beat it, and so. For about three months i remembered that but i never ended up working in a game again after that right and i was only games you know for one year my full-time year and that was it and then but i remember wanting to try to keep that so i could go to seaside and just win really easy you know but i forgot it all i forgot <laughs> oh, i'll yeah. win every one of those damn games it drives me nuts
4: because there's a technique funny. to
2: all of them you know yes.
4: Uh, the ring toss game, you're supposed to throw two two rings on top of each One other. Top, yeah. right? yes. top of another, that's how you do that. Um and that's all I remember.
2: <laughs> there is, I remember the wire game was where you almost didn't even move, like you basically just kept your hand kind of there and let the wire do the work. Like yeah. let the and then there's like her. a
6: twist at the end yeah. that I could never really get, but and it was uh, like
2: she was so smooth with it, she was just like you it literally looked like in the matrix, she wasn't even moving, and boom, yeah. she won, you know, and you're yeah. like, wow, you know. But the milk can cracked me up because people who worked that game, especially in Game Square, they knew how to beat that game like instantly. Like yeah. it was crazy, yeah. we, you
4: know. Contest, we we'd go right, long range from the corner, far, far milk can, and we would, and just bang, bang, bang. Yeah, we yep. would it. People look at us like, "Oh, this game's easy." <laughs> they, yeah, we probably inadvertently stole a lot of money for people just just by doing that because they see us doing it.
2: They're like, "Oh, this game's got to be easy." And, That's the best carny technique in the world, though. Show them how easy it is yeah, to was win, the and then watch them yeah. just dump their money. You know,
3: <laughs> It's easy to win after four hundred hours of practice. <laughs> I don't forget a father and her daughter. Like she
4: wanted this. Our our we had, we had the big prize. We had the, yep. that was the big pinky and the brains mm-hmm. we were giving out. And, he, and yeah. even I wanted one of those. Those were awesome. And this nice. little, I remember this father and girl, like, and she wanted it so bad. He kept just not making it. I'm like back backspin, bro. Like try some backspin. He was like. $25. He finally got it. I'd never seen a kid so happy in her life. So I, was like, I actually felt like I'm doing something good for society here. There you go. I felt like I was doing good because I gave her her and She was so happy.
2: One of my favorite things was um, when people like, – <laughs> my last year as a games full-timer, I helped out so many ride supervisors because whenever they got into like – they got called to guest relations and they got into a fight and the guest was like – no, 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 no. But the guest was kind of in the right. Like, whatever they were complaining about, they were kind of in the right. Like, maybe the ride could have been a little bit better. They would right. just call me and it'd be like, can you meet me here? And they'd be like, can you hook me up? And be, I'm like – and what were they two dollars, Andy? Those fucking picky and the braids and the tweeties. They were like two dollars for like the biggest goddamn one. Really? And I would just go over and grab one and be like, here, just give them this. And oh, that, that would it? They'd be like, <gasps> and it would be like they'd instantly not care that they were stuck on a ride for five hours. You know what I mean? They'd be like, yeah. I got that Tweetie! You know? And they, you
6: know, they were more. They they were they were more than like two bucks, but They're I like, mean made like God. a those like big tweeties for $17.50. I was
3: gonna 15, 15, 15, say so Were they that much? 15, I thought they were yeah, they, they, they were, but I mean, still. Like think about how many tries rides.
6: a million remember bucks that they would
3: get stolen, and, the, and then we would always have to replace them. I, I remember every really, time we replaced it, we 17 charged seventeen fifty to 1850.
6: rides. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it's still nothing. You know what I mean in comparison, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, in yeah, the teens.
2: Yeah, I might have been thinking about the small Tweeties, because I remember there yeah. were two sizes. There were the big and there were the mid, like or the small sort of, not That's, the babies, but like the you know what I mean. The prize
6: for Guess Your Weight was less than the cost of Guess Your Weight. So, I mean, yeah, there were some some that were, like, super cheap, you know? Yeah, of course. Well, that's the scam, right?
2: That's the scam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, I lost. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny we're talking about this because um, there there is – and, you know, Dennis, if you ever want to get in on this one, this is what we're going to do in the future. In the future, I want to do one where we talk about, like, like, how you scam those games. Like how people scam those games and like, you know, yeah. it was like. It's kind of funny because in my last year, I didn't even feel like I worked at Six Flags. I literally felt like I was a carny working at Seaside. I really <laughs> did. Anytime I walked through games, Square, I'm like, "We're just hucksters taking you all money you, right you now." You got I your
6: know. wax, you got your wax, you got the oil for the you know for the, the ball <laughs> game, you got a bowling ball game. You got all this crap. All oh this, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: And You never got the microphone unless the supervisor was walking by. The supervisor <laughs> went away. He's like, "I'm not gonna fucking talk." talk to Dude, at least they should be there. Like, come on down and come and win. Win a picking the brain for the misses, yeah yeah you never got the <laughs> microphone until supervisors walking by once they
2: left back down back to juggling it's so funny because in games everyone hated using the mics we're in rides everyone was like a fucking showboat on the mics you know like yeah. like because you would spiel you know and people just loved it like they lived yeah. on that microphone you know like when yeah. we at the log flume it was like you loved it like it was like everyone heard you and you the yeah, you're almost spilling against the other room. You're doing like stand up. up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like like an open mic <laughs> night. You sat exactly. there, there were 10,000 people around you who were forced to listen to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. You're hamming up like good morning, yeah. Vietnam. Stuff like that. <laughs> right. It was exactly yeah. like
0: that, absolutely. Like,
3: right, you just flirt with all the girls in the crowd.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Log Flume was funny because back then it was like a wide thing. But what we try to do is we'd be like, we try to get the people with over two into the left and one or two to the right so we can fill all the logs. And it became a game where you'd be like, okay, if you are over three, stay to the left, stay to the left. If you are one or two, to the right, to the right. Sir, how many of your party? How many of your party? Why are you there? Why are you there? I just told you to go to the left. Go to the left. See the guy behind you? How many do you have? That I can't pass you. Go to the left. Yeah, man. Everyone's like, Yeah, man. Just, like, Everyone's like, like, hey, you. man. It was fun. Um All right. Well, I mean, do you have any other interesting? I mean, it sounds like you're only in games for what, like maybe a oh, year? One year.
4: One year. Then with security, I took. 97 off i don't i don't know what it did 97 that was college it was
2: a fuzzy time
4: but then in 98 99 i wasn't that's why
2: we didn't cross over because i was only in security for 97 oh, i was yeah. 96 security 97 so what's funny is i probably saw you and don't remember you at all obviously because it's so many years right but i probably saw you working in that goddamn milk can many times and just never knew you you know what i mean like how yeah, exactly. weird
4: is that you know a lot of people yeah yeah. So, so oh, nice, so you probably know a lot of the same people. Like I said, I only know about like you guys because uh, we have the mutual friend Brian Tague. Oh
2: yeah, Tague
4: and uh, and uh, um, Bernardi, yeah. right? Yeah, Bernardi. Yeah, like, actually, actually, I was talking to him earlier today. Like he said, he says he's upset at you guys because you don't oh. consider him for this podcast. Yeah, it's That's hysterical. He
2: was like, he literally posted like. Security, why didn't you include me? I'm like, I didn't remember you were at security. <laughs> 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 you think I remember everything?
4: I'm like, I mean, is, a, is, a cool, is a cool guy. He's one of the first people I ever met in security. And oh, they're was, both awesome. Yeah. I actually met tay not t- till 99. I met him through actually probably I think someone else we you know through uh Stephanie Diesner. Oh yeah. I met Tag through Stephanie Diesner and um and through tay like I I became friends with Chris Taluki. Um yep. ah, Chris. Yeah yep. I mean, back here in Jersey like a couple of, a, a um, couple months ago. I missed him though. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. And uh Rob ice and those guys. I have so yeah, that's
2: that's that's all the all those guys used to party at our house. Yeah, yeah all yeah, those yeah. guys I, would party at our house. Just, yeah, I came at the
4: tail end, I guess, the late nineties. Like I was only at one toluki fest. Um but uh, <laughs> nice. uh but nice. But that, the, the, that was the one when Brian answered the phone, like, Tuluki Fest 99. What are you doing, man? You don't, have- <laughs> Taluki, <laughs> don't answer the phone that way and every time someone called, Tuluki Fest 99. <laughs> <laughs> I never went to a Tuluki
6: Fest. I worked with Chris on uh, on Batman for a couple years, though. Great guy. Sure? Great guy. Awesome. <laughs> well,
4: uh, yeah. But uh, so oh, anyway, get back to security. Yeah. So that's how I know those guys. And, um, and, um, I was general security so most of my time was in a motor unit and and the gates I, I like a lot of like the gates and all that and uh i was actually talking to like bernardo urte like what were the better gates what were the worst gates i'd want to get the numbers in my head like correct yeah, yeah. like uh like gate five like one gate by the employee five, entrance, that was yeah. the best to, that was the best gate to work gate <laughs> six was a, a close second because a lot of flirting opportunities at gate six right right but, uh gate seven sucked because gate seven i don't know if you remember what gate seven was was. seven i'm forgetting where, where that one was i mean like yeah like everyone behind the coaster area That's before i like, to the gates and there was like there was like, a gate there where like the trams came in and out so basically you patrol the whole like area before yep. and uh, that was like we're in gate seven was a day i i i pissed off david jones lead singer of the monkeys he was he was <laughs> nice. he was like he's actually he, like, gonna he was doing a performance and i remember this old british guy came up to me and started like you know being kind of demanding asking questions i'm like the fuck are you? Like, you know, and 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 he didn't tell me who he was. So like, where's the entrance? I'm like, you're at the entrance. Where's the other entrance? There is no other entrance. Like you talk about. And then and then I'm like, then I, I call for a supervisor. Like, Can you get up here? This guy's is being ass. I'm like, what's your name? Who are you? He's like Davy Jones. I'm like, he says his name is davy Jones, silence. Like, Can we get up to gate seven? The talent is up at gate seven. <laughs> like, talent, like, God, like, talent. Are, are you before at the concert tonight? It's like, yeah, I'm Davy Jones and the monkeys. And I was like, gosh, you're an asshole. And I just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> like asshole, David the Monkeys. But he got lost. And yeah, so uh so that, that was my my brush of fame with uh with the, the British invasion. <laughs> <laughs> the Monkeys. I'm trying to think of any other celebrities ice. No, not really. Because I never really worked like the the park, really. The park getting the park was a treat for us for general security. Like uh, every now and then the like I just go to the park and be like, yes. Right, <laughs> and right. Walk around. We just flirt with Balloon Girls, honestly. That's all we ever did. That was yeah. like that was like the prize. But we didn't do main gate. See, main gate was a whole different type, uh different like uh, kind of department security, I guess. We never really okay. intermingled except for like holidays when they needed us. And uh that was that was the one day I took a four-hour break at backstage. <laughs> I slipped through the cracks. I it was it was a four, it had hadn't been a fourth of July. I was at Main Gate helping supplement them, and uh, one of the one of the um, supervisors up there, Joe Vernucci. I don't know if the name rings a bell, but like he was You're there. Up. And uh, you, you know Joe, Brandy, yeah. and I actually got to know Joe pretty well, like years after he left. But um, yeah, I, I remember he was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't need you to go. Oh, don't need to tell I Was I? don't care. I just go. I don't need you. Just go." Because <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Then as I walk back, I'm like, "Wait a minute. No one knows. They think I'm still up there, and they just got rid of me." So I stayed right. in, in backstage for four hours.
2: Nice. I don't blame him. That day,
4: I, I, I got—I I had to leave when, like, a couple of supervisors were like, "Why are you still here?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> I just four, okay, it's time for you to go back. So that's when I went, you know,
6: like, Norman Cheers
4: or something. Just <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he's there.
0: Hey,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said earlier, no one really hates security. Like, if you're an employee, it's like because we're just we're all, all. In the same boat. And I only took security jobs because I paid a dollar more an hour. I think. So I took really yes. like, okay. it, but yeah, but yeah, that, 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 that was fun. That four hour that four hour break, but
5: <laughs> when you see the
4: same people like in the cars coming by, that's when you got to go. <laughs> right?
5: Yeah.
4: Did you work Main <laughs> Gate?
5: Yes, that's where I started.
4: Oh, so started. you were one of the Main Gate people? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that, so I was gonna
5: say like, I remember seeing perfect. you at Main
6: Gate all the time.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I started Main Gate, and that was the absolute worst.
6: Why was it I the worst? I would take
5: any gate, including Gate Three or the Monkey Gate over main gate any day what why was it the it worst? was just, well because a you didn't have uh the scanners that they have now you right know, now they can put your bag through a scanner and yeah. the security people just don't do anything now i guess yeah you know? but back then we used to have these little wooden sticks and we'd have oh to i remember through, the sticks you know, oh my god yeah. yeah. right. yeah. this thing's broke like
4: real easy <laughs> you
5: know and then we, but if cuz they were always short at the main gate you yeah. know they were always short officers up there and so you have to hold the line and then now you get people getting pissed off uh, you'd have to hold the line where you're going through these bags. And we had to take everything, pocket knives. Um, they weren't allowed to take pocket knives in. They weren't allowed to take those little, back then, where the big uh, the knuckle. Brass
2: knuckles.
6: Yeah. Oh, oh, was we such a chose. thing in the 80s and 90s. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So, like, that kind Isn't of stupid stuff. People knuckles. Wearing, wearing, you know, non Back clothing. in the 80s and the 90s, So,
4: Aren't something very <laughs> illegal now? Or like in some states, I know there. Where's your Chinese uh, star? This
2: is just a paperweight. This is just a paperweight. I don't
6: know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're like you're like ninja star or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
5: like all those things. You know. They would they, they would try and be clever though. You know, I would say they're trying to get their joints into their cigarette packs, you know, and stuff like that. I've never had any illegal weapons come through. I've only had uh, police officers trying to, like, I guess, bring in their right, weapons, right. Uh, which we would have to take off. You know take them take them over to I get what is it lost and found or mm-hmm. something whatever separate building we had to do all the paperwork but they were able to get their stuff back um at the end of the day we used to tag it all put it in a little box that was set up at the front gate and uh we would tag it your whatever that they weren't allowed to bring unless it was illegal then they didn't get it back and then they would have to go into the lost and found at the end of the day and reclaim their yeah uh, little pocket knives or whatever it is they had you know but yeah main gate was just it was worse you standing out there in the sun you, yeah. I mean, it just—it just there's people everywhere. There's supervisors there all the time, so you're constantly being watched. Yeah, you know, you're nice.
2: watched Yeah, that's there. true. Yeah.
5: Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it, I mean, it was fun, but not a lot. Not a lot gotcha. of fun. Right. You know?
6: Now is the monkey gate, the safari gate, or the Davy Jones gate?
5: The Davy Jones gate. Well, the Davy Jones gate, <laughs> where he was supposed to go in. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> He Sorry, should. it was another
6: monkey's <laughs> reference.
4: Sorry. <laughs> no, I, gate three, I, I remember
5: <laughs> gate three was by the arena, was it not? Wasn't that
4: gate three? Yeah, we never manned it, but I knew I know I can't it's remember any of the numbers. we only
5: we only manned it when there was a, a concert going on.
2: Yeah, that would make sense actually, because sure like nobody that. else should be able to get back there yeah. otherwise. Yeah, that would make sense.
5: No, we were only manning it during concerts. Um but, yeah, I would take gate three. I mean, I would talk to the monkeys all day long if I could. I mean, rather than <laughs> nice. gates ever again. I yeah.
0: That, yeah. You know,
5: maybe now that they have the the uh, scanners in there, it might be a little easier. Right. You know, but then you get people who just aren't taking, st- you know, taking stuff off. You know, you got you take your belts off, take this off, take that. Yeah, and they just weren't doing it. So you're constantly back and forth, back and forth until finally you got to go over with the wand. You know, we used to have to the hand wand. I don't even know if they're allowed to do that anymore. You know, but, uh, we have to hand on them and, and it was nothing but a frigging belt buckle. Like you could have just taken that off from the get go and we wouldn't even be here anymore. Right. Right. So yeah, it was just stupid shit like that, that, that made the main gate just tedious. And it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was
2: horrible. It's funny. Friend of the podcast. So, so I can't just so people in the comment section know, I can see your comments, but I can't actually reply to them. I don't know why it doesn't have a chat box for me to reply back, but, uh, our Friend Tom Fitzgerald just said, I got thrown into the fountain and they wrote me up, which has got to be a good story on its own. But yeah. it also makes me remember that the year before, when I was 14, the year before I started working at Six Flags, that's the year they, they did not have any railing on the fountain. It was just a stone sill, and you could sit on it, and you could, and you know, people would throw coins in there and you could like go into the fountain. Like you could just go in, like, because there's nothing to stop you. There was no railing, no blocking, no anything. I, it was like a hundred degrees out. I was with my cousin, Andy, who also worked at a park. He ended up running um, uh, the concerts at shows, And uh, we were just there to hang out for the day because like, it was absolutely a babysitting thing for our family. Like our, they would give us 20 bucks and dump us at the park and we'd be there all day and they'd pick us up in time for dinner. And like that, we were out of their hair and $20 back then was like, you could live in that park, like a King for the day, you know? And I don't remember why I did it, but me, I ended up going into the fountain, I think, to grab quarters to go play the fucking video games. I don't remember why, but there were like thirty people in the fountain grabbing the change, and I just was like fourteen and stupid, and I was like, and it was like maybe two hours before we were supposed to get picked up, and I think I just ran out of money because I kept playing like Zedius or something and blew all my damn money, you know, or Dragon Slayer or something where it's like five bucks a play, and so I went in there. And started grabbing quarters, and security swooped in and got us all into a big crowd and tried to kick us out of the park. And at the time, my cousin was like, my cousin was very smart about shit like that, and he he you know he was getting kicked out too because he was standing next to me, and I'm all drenched. I clearly was in the fountain, right? And they go to like they go to push us out as a herd. They're trying to herd us out of the park, but my cousin leans over and goes. There's like 80 of us and four of them go right. And so we get up to like, so we're at the fountain and we get up right between the two buildings, front gates right in front of us. And he pushes me to the right. And all we did was slowly walk around the building to where guest relations was. I just zoom on back into the park. <laughs> he was absolutely right. There just simply wasn't enough security to wrangle us all through the gate. So I got away with it completely. And I got back into the park and then he made me ride fucking rotor and something else like <laughs> 20 times in a row to dry off because he's like if they see you wet we're getting kicked out and I literally almost puked for like an hour because he would not let me off the flat rock. <laughs> he was like oh, no. it was like round up rotor round up rotor you're gonna get dry you know <laughs> it's like but I just remember security like like just there just wasn't enough for how many of us were in that goddamn fountain they just could not they couldn't keep track of us you know I like you, Dennis. They just lost us in the cracks, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Dennis, I heard that you have a tiger lady story.
4: Oh yeah, I was work because um because I I, I did work full time like uh, when in the off season mm-hmm. uh, uh, for security, and I was working the night that a tiger got loose in Jackson. Yeah, and uh, we assumed it was one of ours because
2: of course it was. We, it was never the Tiger Lady.
4: <laughs> who knew there, I never knew there was a Tiger Lady to begin with in Jackson. Mm-hmm. I learned that like like a day later, and that blew my effing mind. But yeah, so I didn't know. So yeah, we assumed it was ours, and they're like, "Um, you want to go check the fence to see if like uh, there's a hole or something?" No. Um. <laughs> yeah. Can you go check that? No. I'll quit right now. No. <laughs> yeah we'll let jpd handle that one it's like <laughs> obviously i'm making like 11 bucks an hour i think or something like that i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check to see if the tigers are in their pen nope i mean like, i mean part of I my mean, like uh, i was spooked enough doing just the regular safari check because because like you had to drive through safari and go to some buildings or whatever and i'm just like if a I was like if a lion or a tiger got loose i'm dead there's nothing i can do here so like the check the safari was kind of spooky, especially like when you do the night check when it was like because you had to do it like like because I was swing shift four to twelve thirty uh like um so like so you do it when you when you start your shift then you do it at the end of your shift and so like that 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 like eleven p.m. check was always a little freaky for me because oh, yeah. you're driving in the area where like oh yeah there are the baboons there okay yeah like and you know baboons like you know. Yeah, Babbles will take you down if they want to.
2: Oh, they're, they're vicious <laughs> fuckers, dude. <laughs> they're vicious in rides, well. we met the baboons many All times right. up on the log flume. We know the baboons. Met the baboons? You employed the baboons. <laughs> <laughs>
6: True. True. <laughs> <laughs> Put them to yeah, work.
4: So, but but I, I'll never forget that we were just like, oh my God. And we just were thinking, we were talking, we're like, we're not going to have jobs tomorrow, are we? They're going to shut this place down tomorrow. We let a tiger loose out in Jackson, and we thought that we, thought it was one of ours. And we were like, yep. Started looking for a new job. No, we definitely
6: did too. I remember asking what had happened, I was like, did it say what color it is? And they were like, reading it, it's like white. I'm like, shit. (laughs) Because that was like (laughs) right at the time where we had those ads, those promos about the white tiger. We were popularizing the white tiger. tiger, You know, and it turned out she did have a white tiger, which is kind of freaky. Um, But yeah, just assumed. When I heard white, oh, uh, that's got to be ours. Every commercial is about our white tigers. coming. Aren't the
4: commercials like there's only like 20 of them in the world? Of course it was going to be our white tiger. We didn't know there was an unlicensed white tiger in Jackson, New Jersey being held together by like, you know. the odds? (laughs)
2: It's funny. I didn't know about the tiger lady at the time either. And I found out at the same time and it was Jerry Jordan that was like, I just remember him saying, damn tiger lady. And I was like, what'd you say? <laughs> he was like, it's that tiger lady. It's not us. And I was like, who's the tiger lady? And Jerry Jordan told me about the tiger lady. I had no idea. And I was like, it's a lady with tigers here in Jackson. What the hell is that? You know, like, so bizarre. You know? <laughs> Jerry
4: Jordan loved to be picked up at the airport by security. That was one of our jobs, was to pick up people from the airport, yeah. New York airport. And everyone thought we were airport security. They're like, but by the way, everyone's going to ask you questions. Like you work there. I'm like, no, they won't. Yeah, they did. And this is back before 9-11. So you go up to like the, to put the gate and pick someone and say, hi. Like walk them back to the car. Yeah. And I remember like, they, people like, yeah, can you tell me where the gate is? I don't work here. Okay. But can you tell me where the gate? I don't work here (laughs) just because I'm wearing the uniform. And like we had, I don't know why, but I don't know why they like to be picked up by us, but they like to be picked up by us.
2: Yeah, I, I switch. It's funny. I, I I acquired two security uniforms back in 96 or 97. And they looked so perfect for actual like, you know, like police or security uniforms back then, like they were so crisp, and they looked right. That yeah. all I did was I swapped out the patches, I went to an Army Navy place and got New Jersey State Police patches, stopped it out. And then I used them in a film, and no one even everybody literally thought that they were actually real. I like know, literally, real. and then I used those same uniforms. We we At one of our Halloween parties, we did the, the village people and I played the cup with that uniform that I had swapped out. And I cannot tell you how many people who knew I worked at the park, but were like, are you also trying to be a cop? And I'm like, this isn't real. This is a Six Flags security uniform, you know? Nice. It looked good back then, though. They
6: no, that's what, that's what what and Scott, right? That that's movie. those uniforms. Yeah, those I fit into one of
2: them. Yeah, not anymore. But back then, I'd, I still have them. I literally nice. still have those. Nice. I don't have the ride uniforms, but I have those two security uniforms still. So. Really? Oh, I wow. still have mine, too do you really I still have the hat well the hat you got to take a
5: picture of you it you have a hat still nice.
4: hat. Oh, the safari hat? oh my god wow that, that thing could have been a weapon if i
3: yeah. had nice. that thing was strong until
5: it got wet until it got wet once it got wet it became all all warped and right, so
3: they right, issue you right. your own and hat it got warped and they gave you a hat
5: no see we had our we were able to take oh. our uniforms home so we didn't have to go to wardrobe the only time we ever went, I the only time I ever went to wardrobe really is if I was caught in a, in a rainstorm, you know, or something and you're direct. Cause we weren't, see, everybody else is allowed to hide during a rainstorm or a thunderstorm. You know, they're allowed to scatter and go into buildings and what have you, but we weren't allowed to do that. We had to stay present. We had to stay visible if you were in the park. Uh, so yeah, we, I have done uniform changeouts, but I hated it because you could never get a uniform to fit really well i mean for for those uniforms to fit nice it took a lot so you really didn't want to change out your uniform once you found a good set um i don't remember how many we were allowed to have allowed being the key word there um it was always more than that to get us.
4: four of them four shirts
5: (laughs) at least four yeah i mean i I think we were only technically given like two Two, like how are you supposed to wear you know two shirts for, and a lot of the times you're not working just a regular eight hour shift. You're working, you know, you can, you know, work in overtime. There's a lot of overtime available in security too. So yeah, if you were stuck out in a rainstorm or you know, something like that, the only time I would ever go to wardrobe, you know, I don't think even for like tears and stuff like that, yeah. You stripe. The stripes would come off. That was a big thing. You know, the stripes would fall off the right. pants. Um, mm. But other than that, we took everything home. It was the same
2: with us as once we hit supervisor, we were allowed to, especially full-time, we were allowed to like bring our stuff home like we they, they would dry clean it if we want there but we yeah you, know, you could bring it home and it was the same thing they only gave you like two or three at maximum but by the end of the year you'd have like seven you know? yeah. <laughs> three coats seven outfits you know yeah. which is why it drives me nuts that i don't have any of those anymore i got rid of all really? of them years ago
6: i'm at that point because i'm trying to move this summer and i'm like and she, my wife was just saying, like, I think we got to get rid of the coats. I was like, I can't, I can't get rid of the coats. The coats are so great. If you you know, get
2: right? rid of any of that stuff, give it to me before you get that rid. That's what it. I
6: mean. I was like, yeah. I don't want to, but I'll see if I have any extras or something. I'll definitely split them up. You know, yeah. I don't need two coats. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I can't like, what I like, have? I yeah, know I have at least let's one red them in the
2: family before we get rid of them. Yeah, you know?
6: exactly. I know I have at least one red, and I still have that cheesy Batman one that uh, what's his name had made. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, like, that's hysterical. It's really
6: cheesy. It's awesome, though.
2: That's funny. <laughs> um, Dennis, I don't even know if you're allowed to talk about this, but there's another rumor that the, you know about an incident. And I don't know a lot of details about this, but there's a rumor that you know about an incident of security guys shooting each other with shotguns. Oh, I know this story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what uh, is this story? I heard uh, it, but I don't know the details. And you know, they're, that's they're
4: names or maybe initials. I don't know. Yeah, like. Um, what was i I, i'm i'm struggling to remember the the guy who ran security not jerry jordan but oh my god not sean what was his name that's not sue eakin but uh i forget but what but one of the guys who like kind of like was high up in security for some reason he had like a, a shotgun in in the office for some reason who knows a person i know decided like you know to take it out of where it was and to show it to another person he knew who was a friend of his who happened to be at the dispatch room and um let's just say it went off and it went off and hit hit person person i know number two like i believe in the thigh or something like that and um yeah and and from what i heard the initial reaction was not like ow or anything it was just what the fuck man <laughs> <laughs> that's what i heard was the initial reaction was like you know what the fuck and he mentioned his name i'm not like, gonna say that now but yeah that's pretty much it and um
2: wait what kind of round did it have was it like a beanbag round or like a
4: no, real it a round real, it
5: was a real it was a shotgun round
4: but no, yeah i don't know if it was probably i don't know probably hole
5: in the floor in dispatch where oh, it happened I,
4: I've seen the hole, yeah. yeah. There's a hole in the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah
5: Holy cow. No. Yeah, <laughs> I remember
4: that. I'm just trying to, try to show him the shotgun, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't personally point it at the person I'm trying to show it to. I'm just, I you would don't say, ever hey, point a gun. gun at
6: anybody. It's,
4: it's like, I like, like, oh, it. I wouldn't
6: be like, hey, check this gun
4: out. <laughs>
6: <laughs> like, hey, that gun should not have been there in the first place. No, it shouldn't have been. a gun at somebody ever, whether it's taken <laughs> apart or not. You don't point it at somebody.
4: Holy shit.
5: Wasn't it JPD, Wasn't it? I thought it was JPD's uh in the in the gun locker. Was it I JPDs? Thought. Okay, you know what?
4: That um yeah. It might not- have
5: been before they were locking. Maybe that I could have sworn JPD kept uh kept the the shotguns or something in their lockers. That
6: makes sense. Yeah, a personal gun? What the
5: I I don't think it I don't think <laughs> was definitely I don't think it was personal.
6: That's good. That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. But yeah, I people
4: lost their jobs over that. I know.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say it was, there was a definite attempt to keep that quiet too, a very, very big attempt to keep that quiet. Cause I remember hearing about it and then it just kind of went away. Like you didn't hear any details about it. Nobody would speak to it at all.
2: You know, obviously, which is funny cause that's how it's exactly how I heard about it. I heard, I remembered yeah. it. Somebody told me about it recently, but I literally was like, I just thought that was a, a bullshit rumor
0: because no, no, no. when
2: I heard about it at the time. It was so squashed and no one had any details. And I yes. was like, oh, that's just a bullshit rumor. That's not true. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know I know
4: the person who uh, who did the shooting. And obviously he, he, was, he was a supervisor Yeah. Um, and um, he's not there anymore. But, you know, he got back on his feet and now he's uh, he's he's doing well. Yep. And, and that's good to hear.
2: No, no.
6: I mean, that's the shotgun true. was the one gun we never kept loaded in the truck at the prison because right. it can go off so easily. Yep. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the hell was that gun loaded for? Yeah, it's crazy.
4: That's another prison. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah, the tiger and that, those are the two like major things that I've been that I was a wit- kind of a witness to. Like gotcha. uh, yeah, I mean it didn't witness either, but I was too close to either one for my liking. <laughs>
2: right, right, right. Um. So, what one of our our other friends asked asked a funny question like, "Is there any like drunk tanks at Great Adventure?" And I know you guys had holding cells, and we talked about that. But during our time, I can't imagine there would even be a need for a drunk tank because while we were there, they had pretty much gotten rid of Oktoberfest alcohol, and there was like alcohol was limited so much. There was no
4: alcohol sales when I worked there.
2: There was like I can't imagine. Although. I wonder. I almost want to reach reach out to like honestly, a good me, and be like, you got a drunk take now because now you can get alcohol there. I mean, you mm-hmm. can literally get hammered. You can go from one place to the other and kind of get away with it if you really want it to. At this point, I, mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure you could do it based on when me and Scott have visited last year and a year before. But um, I'm wondering if they have like a drunk take or something now. If they even need it, you know what I mean? It seems like something that I can tell you back when I was a kid. They definitely had to have had a drunk tank because that fucking Oktoberfest was out of control. Like that, like it's funny. When I was a teenager, we got drunk dropped off there, and that was our babysitter. But when I was a kid, they would go there, my parents, and just like go to that Oktoberfest and drink. Like, cause you know, it was right. just such an open drinking experience. And everybody did. I just remember a lot of fights back then when I was a kid and a lot of drunk people. So different environment, though, for sure. I'm
4: glad there's no alcohol when I was working there because you too. should not have alcohol at a theme park. Yeah, me like,
2: too. I mean, we, we were even in rides and even in grounds. The last thing you want to deal with is belligerent drunks. You know what I mean? Like, you got enough shit you deal with. You don't need that, too. You know?
5: <laughs> so. Although we did have our fair share. Were
4: you there for the um, the rave? That's- no. I keep hearing nah, about I this catered to the rave. rave thing, and I was not. I was yeah. not there for the rave. Yes, I I catered that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I I said, these stories, everyone said, the rave, the rave, the rave. I said, I was not here for the rave.
5: (laughs) I was there. I worked. I was in the arena. I worked that night in the arena. It was probably the, oh, my God. I don't think Six Flags has ever, or security in general, has ever written up. And I think it got to the point there were just so many ejections that Mm -hmm. night. I think it got to the point where the paperwork just stopped and people were just, you know, being shoved out um, gate. The the, not even, not even main gates. I mean, the back gates, you know, Uh, it was so bad, but I remember writing reports, taking people um, back to security and that we we would go back to security and people were so high in those (laughs) rooms and they weren't jail cells. They, you know, you could get out of them. They were right, like right. holding rooms. I think it, it had like a, a half door that you closed or something. Yes, but they were so high, and they were just—I mean, it, you know—I had people, in there. I remember this one kid. I was in—I'm uh, standing there doing reports or whatever paperwork, and this kid's in the in the holding room, and he's—I see blue ones, I see purple <laughs> ones, and he's like picking flowers off of this dirty ass carpet, or if there was harbor,
4: raspberries
5: oh my god it was it was so bad it was that rave was something else let me tell you
4: yeah bad.
6: there were a bunch of medical calls too i remember oh, like yeah i had a lot in the catering area because they were there for hours that really? they were maniacs that shit was insane just absolutely. Decent, I, mean, I had people being knocked all knocked down and whatnot it was like a mosh pit would just kind of form in areas it was absolutely insane and definitely the most insane everywhere. day ever
5: yeah, nobody was prepared for it. Security wasn't. No. I mean, nobody. The whole park, the, the entire theme park, they just were not prepared for what was going down that night. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, what's the word? Uh, promoted. As right, such. Right. And so the park had no idea what was happening, you know, until it was in the thick yeah. of it. And we were just like, holy shit. I mean, we had our, we had our hands handed to our, you know, our asses handed to us that yeah. night for sure. Some of the
6: employees knew about it too. And also too, like it was, it was cracked me up. I think one of them was uh, a rides employee. I think her name was Tina and there were a few others and she comes up and like, why the hell did you cater a rave? Like, why <laughs> did you, <laughs> who the hell knew it was a rave? Like, oh, it's all over X or whatever. It's like, well, if you're not looking there, how the hell are you supposed to know? I don't think the catering department or the, the marketing department is on that site or whatever the case well, may be. Did you, did you also
2: give her the straight face, deadpan answer that is the answer to any question like that at Great Adventure? Because they fucking paid us. Exactly. <laughs> because
6: they showed up with money and they booked an event. They didn't say, hey, it's going to be a rave and we're going to do crazy drugs the entire night. You know what I mean? Like, we'll bring the ecstasy. Don't worry about that.
2: They that. They left that out,
0: you well, know? They why just does
6: everybody, the, why
2: sure everybody every the have like all these 80? dots in their purses? There's just nothing but dipping dots in their purses.
6: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What's with all the pacifiers? I don't see any babies.
4: like, this is cool, right? The 18-year-old kids are like, enough. you sure you know what you're getting into? I don't think <laughs> you know what you're doing right now. Do you know what a rave is, <laughs> Boomer? That did not exist back then, but I'm sure they were thinking that. Like, Do you know what a rave is? <laughs> No, that, is
2: really great. That, that is crazy. true. Back then, it oh. wasn't a very known thing. That is true. That is absolutely true. That the, those that go to the rave knew what a rave sometimes was.
4: You There's wisdom with youth. Yeah. Sometimes you got to listen to the 16-year-olds and just and just go, go with what they say sometimes. Exactly. No, they
6: brought music. They asked for food. I remember we couldn't keep up with the food. They were destroying food. I remember the crappiest, <laughs> like, pasta dishes right now we just yeah. fill in full hotel trails with pasta because it's the only thing we had left just fill it with pasta and sauce and throw it out there and they'd eat it it didn't matter what the hell it was they would eat that <laughs> shit it was gone in seconds it was crazy
2: crazy it amount of food out.
6: never would anybody eat that much it was nuts so funny to think about Oh, It's awesome. I wish
4: I worked the rave. I oh, know, right? No, out, you right?
5: no, you don't. Yeah. No. Well, maybe I don't know. It was, you know, it was something to look back on. It was, it was, it was quite the night, though. I mean, for yeah. sure, it was probably one of the most exciting nights I've had, in, uh, you know, working in my career at uh, Six Flags. You know, happening in the park, right? Right. right you right. know, aside oh. from your your typical, you know, all uh, Fright Fest. Fright Fest was a hard one for for us. A lot of the yeah. times, too. So, a lot of fights. Oh, yeah. Fright Fest was probably the majority of where wherever I was not involved in fighting, but fight calls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was always during during Fright Fest. The Hayride was a big one. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a big mess um, by Chiller. I, th- I want to say it was by Chiller. It was a big mess, uh, a big fight that happened. One of those Fright Fests. I can't recall if I was even there or just heard about it. Right. Um, I don't think the Scream Machine won. Scream Machine was another, I don't want to say famous, but well known fight where JPD, I think, was involved. Um, Parkheads were involved, right? At, at Scream Machine, I don't think that was Fright Fest. I could probably not. I mean, I
2: don't remember, that, major, was I remember I that was a
5: bad in, one. Major
2: ride Q lines in 100 degree weather just asked for fights, especially ones like Scream Machine, where let's be honest, I mean, there's just not a lot of relief from the heat, you know what I mean? So
5: Right.
4: Did you ever have to do tower, Dennis? Uh, no. Yeah. Like, no. I honestly, I would say eighty percent of the time of security, I was a motor unit. I, I was most. Just... motor did to tower.
5: And
2: tower is the tower in the parking
5: lot, right? Yeah. The guest parking lot. Well, oh,
4: for some reason I thought you meant the ride, like free fall. I know. <laughs> I why I thought that. So I, let's,
2: let's let's hold pause for a second. We do know that that the rumor is the parachutes came off the website as an active ride this year. And is supposedly going away. Yeah, that is the rumor. The rumor is there will no longer be parachuters perch. That's gonna that's gonna go bye bye. And oh, so a lot know. of people are like hoping that they'll just kill the ride but leave the tower because it's iconic kind of for the park at this point. Yeah. But yeah, supposedly that is going to go away. Um, so that's kind of funny. However, I would assume if you worked the tower in the in the parking lot, so did you ever work it? I did, I did the tower in the parking lot. I'd have seen sex in the parking lot. I mean. Had to up well, because I mean, even as an employee, I remember seeing other employees having sex in the parking lot. So there had I to be see, I, lot.
4: I didn't see actual, let's just say human contact, but I did see cars moving in the direction they should that, be. Yeah,
2: that's something. what I mean. You yeah. know, the vans are rocking, you know?
4: Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's like why is the window fogged up? <laughs> 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 and and a lot of yeah, you see a lot of stuff in the tower, but also um did you did you know the code, of Brandy, to get an outside line from the tower from from no. the tower line? Yeah, no. we knew the we knew the code, so Apparently we made a lot. One, gate
5: one as well at gate one.
4: Yeah, it was I, I believe it was the same code, but we yeah I, I don't know how, but yeah we, we we acquired the code, so we made a lot of calls. Lot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's kind <laughs> of a funny thing. I don't think we've ever brought that up, but when we were like rides leads and 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 like regular rides employees we didn't know any codes or anything and then as soon as we became a supervisor we all knew the outside lines like and how to do it on almost all the phones like it didn't matter where we went we could pretty much get an outside line but isn't it kind of funny how like you know you took that shit for granted and you're just like oh i gotta i gotta call my aunt in illinois all righty <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, or that or like you know we'd be I, i'd call like someone be like yo man i need you to call the park in like 10 minutes and pretend you're like my sister and asked to speak to me and then all of a sudden hey i gotta go man i got a family emergency man i'm leaving today click no. <laughs> that's what you do that a lot a lot of times for just to get out of work
2: i love it well uh we have a little bit of news we're, we're closing in at the end we're getting down to the end of our time so we have a little bit of news let's throw some of this out here um Everybody here who's ever listened to our podcast, especially in the last year, knows that I'm absolutely dying to ride the Tron light cycle ride, which opens at Disney on April 4th. Like, cannot, cannot wait. I'm just dying for it. Um, Here's a trivia question for all of you. (laughs) What does the new Tron ride have in common with our very own Scott Loudon? Oh, I don't know. Anyone, anyone have an idea?
6: Hmm. I can't. Anything about it taking, like, six years to build?
2: <laughs> Sorry. Scott, side me. the mentality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Both only last apparently a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: I was going to say, hey, I had, I'm glad I lost 110 pounds because there was yeah, no way yeah, I was getting on it yeah. previously from what I heard. I really
2: don't know if that's true about Scott. That's just a rumor. But that is absolutely true about the Tron ride because we it's in previews right now. And friend of the podcast, Tom Benton, actually – lucky son of a bitch got to go on it already and said that it is absolutely exactly like they advertised. Disney advertises that as one of, if not their fastest roller coasters at any Disney theme park in the world. That's what they've advertised that as. And Tom, after he wrote it, said that, um, it absolutely is fun as hell, but it's also fast as hell. And it was over in a minute and a half. It yeah. is literally that quick of a ride. Um, you also was- need to be Scott's size. Well, so, yeah, that's part two, part two of the news. So, so there's a ton of news articles that have been popping up in the last like, you know, month. Um, and one of them is, and this is a direct quote from this news article from Cinema Blend: First, the ride is fun as hell. Second, the ride has a significant accessibility issue. And it's kind of funny because we've been talking pretty recently about how so many rides are simply just not made for big people. Like, they're literally not being made to capture a general audience, which is bizarre considering that, especially United States rides, like, the American population is getting bigger, not smaller, like, you know. Especially and, the
6: Disney population. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and uh, the rides right. are
2: being met smaller, but, um, so, the, the article says, however, the ride vehicle is, also adds a potential problem as the motorcycle-like experience seems to limit the size of the rider significantly, The good news is that there is a solution for the riders that are too big to fit in a standard carriage. The issue, according to reports, like those from the Theme Park Express, is that there is apparently only one special car in the entire light cycle train that is meant to hold larger people. So I think that car holds two people, if I'm if I'm understanding it right. I believe, yeah. And and so the problem is that. They're, it's screwing people up because they, all these big people keep showing up and they basically have to wait for that one freaking car, which is screwing everything up. The only thing that they're saying might get around that, and A, they're saying that because it's in preview, that's one of the things that they're trying to identify is the problems like this. But the bigger problem with that is that how do you do anything without building another car like that? Or it basically change, changing a whole train over, which they're definitely not going to be doing before April 3rd. But it also has another unique thing which is not a negative thing. It's kind of a thing where all the parts are trying to move into. Tron will also be a completely virtual queue line. It will not have a standard queue line like Great Adventures. You have to basically either have a lightning pass or you have to like, schedule yourself to ride it through the virtual queue line and you have a time that you show up. And because of that, they're saying that should allow them because But if they update their virtual queue line program, they can actually ask in there like, what's your size? And if you input it, then they can be prepared to say, okay, well, this person has to be in the car and then try to work that around since the virtual queue line has the ability to schedule people and kind of space those big people out. So they're saying they might be able to use that as a way to get around it, but absolutely. That is a big problem with it. Is that too big of people? You're screwed. You can only ride the one car. And it
6: even goes further than that too. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time, but real fast, um, they're just making uncomfortable rides too. Even for folks that fit, it's like, why does it have to be brutal for me to be on this ride? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to consider it. I mean, if you're, I saw people saying that they were 170 pounds, 5'7", and they, they fit, but they were like, it was excruciating. They couldn't even enjoy the experience. That's not that big of a person, you know? I also
2: find some of their rides too, like their VR rides, that over time become like backbreakers like right. they, when they first open them they're kind of smooth and then yeah. as time goes on they get rough as shit um yeah. a perfect example is like the Simpson ride i mean when we we went on the Simpson ride the one of the first 2 years it opened and it was fucking fantastic we went on it again like just like maybe a year or two before covid and i remember it like we were like oh wow that shit was rough. How yeah. did we not remember this? Like, it beat us up. And we're like, yeah. are we just getting old and cranky? Or is it the ride, you know? <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell just happened here? But it did kick the shit out of us, you know? Yeah. Um, remember
3: that happened with Scream Machine? Because they changed the wheels out?
2: Yep. It yeah. went yep. cheaper. Yeah. Longer Absolutely. Longer wheels. Yep, I do. Yeah. Um, Here's another thing. Uh, This just disappoints me. So, the park opened in 74. So if you count 74, then this year, 2023, is their 50th anniversary. It's their 50th operating year. They didn't have a new ride. They're basically redoing uh, what El Toro or whatever, so it's going to be reopened. Um, there's only like one or two, because we talked about what, what they had advertised last episode. We talked about what they were advertised for 2023. There's only like one or two new things that sounded interesting as far as events. Otherwise, it's all the same events um i'm kind of bummed i'm like 50th and it's just gonna go by and there's nothing special about it it's like that that's like a major thing they should have done something for it and they didn't do anything at all and honestly the only people i even see talking about are the people on like the ga like connoisseur sites and stuff like on facebook otherwise no one's even talking about it like it just doesn't exist i think that might also be because a lot of people don't count that year so they're thinking next year is going to be the 50th. But in reality, if you count it and you do the math, even on your fingers, you'll get that it'll be the 50th. But yeah. weird. Um, all right. I'll end it with one other. Well, actually, here's a quick one. Did you guys all see that that Universal? Because their Horror Nights is so goddamn popular. They're opening a theme park in Vegas year-round for yeah, horror. Yeah. Their own horror theme park. They it's didn't awesome. give a lot of details yet, but they said it's basically going to be themed exactly like the Horror Nights. And it's going to be, you know, year round. Though I am so stoked for that. I'm like, give me a a Universal Horror Nights year round in Vegas, where I can play poker.
6: Okay, perfect location. Yeah, (laughs) a little break from the gambling. That's what I would want to do. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: I'm like, I'm I'm gonna. When is that opening? and, well, they're, they're saying maybe, maybe two years from now, they, they, but, but there's no, I didn't see any actual firm opening date yet, but they just announced it like two months ago that it's absolutely like in the works and it's absolutely going to happen. They have the facility because they gave details about the size of the location and all that. So I know that, um, there's definitely articles out there, but I haven't seen any with an actual like firm date on what operating year it's going to open or anything. So, right. um, all right, I'm going to end it with a weird one. Um, You guys all know about like OnlyFans and you know those type of accounts, those special adult-like accounts.
4: That that took a left turn. So so
2: there's 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 a famous wrestler last November named Mandy Rose. Okay, she was like uh, the WWE's NXT champion, and she opened up an OnlyFans site. Okay, and well, I'm sorry, she opened up a FanTime site, which is the same thing as OnlyFans. If you know what those are, they're basically like adult sites where you can get paid and they do like risky content. Okay. Like videos and stuff. And WWE had a firm thing where they were like, you cannot do that. Like that's a violation. Like they're not even allowed to, if you're a WWE wrestler, you're not even allowed to have a Twitch account, which they got pissed off about. They shut everybody down from there where they were just making money gaming and they don't even allow them to do that. So at the time they fired her for having this, they found out she had the fan time account and they fired her in November. And it was the best fucking thing that could ever happen to her because when they fired her, her manager said, well, just to let you know, she's already made fifty five hundred thousand dollars and it's only been open for like a month. So we're projecting her to be a millionaire by the end of the year, which is well more than WWE is paying her. Ironically enough, before the end of December, a month later, <laughs> that, that platform advertised that she is already a millionaire. She made over a million dollars on a $30 a month subscription, like instantly the best advertising she could ever have got is they fired her. Right. Wow. So why am I bringing this up at the end? Well, because, um, 25 year old Ilaria Rinaldi used to be an employee of the Gardalanda resort amusement park in Verona, Italy. And as an employee of that park, she would make 1,000 euros a month to work at the park and she loved it, okay? She was a, 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 from what I could read, she was a ride operator and she absolutely loved it, okay? Now, she decided to open up an OnlyFans account, which is the same thing as the Fantime account. It's, It's, you know, okay? She was charging $10 a month and quickly gained 300 subscribers. Then she branched out to TikTok, okay? And by November 1st, she was making 5,000 euros a month. Now, she's still working at the park, but she only makes 1,000 euros at the park. She's making a 5,000 on here. What happened is one of the people asked her to do a video wearing her rides uniform. So she did it. And then, of course, it got put on the TikTok. And then the park found out. So the park... I give them credit. Unlike WWE, the park gave her an option. They said, you can leave, or, you know, like, like, you, you could stop doing the site. It's it's one of the two, but it's it doesn't meet our, you know, it's a violation of our ethics code, you know? And she was like, Well, I'll tell you what, I will stop if you give me a raise of 4,000 euros. They <laughs> give me five thousand, <laughs> And they told her, No, we can't do that. And so they amicably parted ways, but She's like, I'm fine with it. I'm making so much more money than I would ever make at that park. So my question is, and and this one's more for you at this point, as a 25-year-old when you were working at the park, if you had a place where you could put videos that are, they're not porn videos, they're risque, but they're not necessarily porn videos. But let's say you were making at the park $5 an hour, and through this site, you'd be making $80 an hour which would you veer to? <laughs> I'm being honest. Because, mind you, those sites have guys and girls. And I'm a fat dude, so no one wants to pay that money for I me. I was right? going to say, if what I thought you, somebody would.
4: Everyone has a fetish, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But, but like, like, all right. So, like, like one of our friends, Tom Fitzgerald, who is posting in our chat, you know, this guy was used to, you know formerly known as, like, Clark Kent Superman. Like, because Tom was, like, built in, in, in very good shape. If I had Tom's body at the time that this was going on, it wouldn't even have been a thing. Bye-bye, Six Flags, hello, OnlyFans, give me the money. Like, I wouldn't even have thought about it. Like, yeah, I, it's not even You wouldn't <laughs> do it now? I can't. I know. I well, you you know, here's the thing. If you're, if you're a mom and you have kids and you're afraid of that, even risque videos are going to be bad. They're going to make you look bad. You know what I mean? But – it's like the monetary value, man. I was like, whoa, 1,000 euros to 5,000 euros. That's got to be a major difference in your life if you're a 25 year old. That's a huge difference in your life. You know what I mean? Especially when you think she was clearly living off of 1,000, but probably not great because that's why she did it, you know? But yeah. Uh, I
5: think at 25, I, I might have been in, um, in,
2: uh, you're already doing more
5: than. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> nothing, <Enough, laughs> nothing. <enough.
5: laughs> I was already in county and making good money well that's I mean, true better that's than true. i probably would have been getting from something like that anyways that's so. true
2: were any of us still working at the park at 25 uh I was yeah. at 23 or 24. yeah and you were gone right after me annie so you yeah. were yeah all of us were gone yeah i mean i know we know passed. some did
4: 20 was the last year i was there when I was. The yeah
2: it feels like the only people i know that actually stayed at the park for longer term were people that were teachers because it was the perfect way to supplement your income yeah. during uh, during the summer, so a lot of teachers definitely stayed on later. But it, seemed like, yeah, you know, I
4: know a couple um, of teachers who were security. Yeah, actually, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. one girl teacher was security. Yeah,
5: I thought about going back recently. Not recently, but until I saw the new uniforms, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> absolutely not. <laughs> no, nice. you not gonna be made nice. oh, yeah. of. No, no, I'm done.
2: I, I, they, they actually sent me an email. Um, about hiring. I posted it to the Facebook page and I literally said like like, at 51, I don't really know if I can still catch cable cars, but (laughs) my career job really sucks. I thought about it for about a minute, you know? (laughs) I'm not going to lie. And then I was like, I think I'd be miserable. I don't think I could do that. You know,
4: (laughs) It is still the most fun job I've ever had though. (laughs) I met my best friends there. I, yeah. Uh, Honestly, if they paid me an adult salary,
2: I'd go back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I, that i literally that's why i left i mean literally that was it when you once you get into the real world and you see that you even as a full-timer hit a cap that is almost unbelievably ridiculous compared to what you can make at anything else outside the park you're like oh yeah. i i can't go back you know what i mean yeah. like and that's the problem now like there's no way i'd ever make the money i'm making now there it does not matter even if i went back as full-timer I'm not making what I'm making now. So, so you go like, back
6: as like president of a department. <laughs> well, that's the downfall. Mm-hmm.
2: People you work with. There's what's what's so fucking great. I mean, look at like this whole podcast is based on friendships that were grown from right. back then. And like Dennis, we don't. You're literally our first guest on this podcast that none of us know. Like our friends know mm-hmm. you and vouch for you, but we don't know you. But you know, through literally, we feel like we've known you. Right. We yeah, like our conversation flows easily because. Everyone at work there, you have this camaraderie. Even if you were right. in multiple different departments, it doesn't matter. Like speak language. Yeah. I the language.
4: Yeah, uh, Brian Tate tells me stories about like the day. And sometimes he tells the same stories again, but I listen to them because they're great. Yes. <laughs> and I feel I like mean, I, at the end I feel, of the day, I've like like been to some of the house parties, even though I never have. I feel like I, in spirit, I've been to a Howl house party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our parties were more in Belmar.
2: Yeah. Thank God we don't have video from those. We'll, we'll end it on that.
4: <laughs> A lot of them were at my right. house.
2: <laughs> well, we are over our time. Uh, so sadly, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks to everyone who joined us on Facebook chat. Everyone that listens to our silly asses on the episodes and we release them on audio. Huge. Thanks to our guests, Dennis and Brandy. And signing off. I am Steve Hicks and my ongoing co-host are.
6: Chris Peluso. You're
2: Andy, I think already. I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> You're in. It's You're me. I'm all thrown yeah. off without Scott. <laughs> I'm just minutes. Give me my time. You know? <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us all. Until next time, make it a great day, guys. Bye, everybody. Yeah,
0: thanks. Bye. Bye.